This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now your hosts, Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast. This is our monthly special episode called For the Manager's Eyes Only, and we've got a special guest with us today. Of course, we do these monthly episodes for the manager because we feel like uh, we want to keep bringing the sales manager and the sales leader new ideas on how to motivate people, how to organize their sales force. And it brings us to today's topic, which I think is quite relevant. We've been talking a little bit in the past about what does the sales force of the future look like. I googled Salesforce of the Future and Ben Ball's name came up at the very top. He is Senior Vice President of Deckard Hampy and Ben is our guest today. Ben, welcome. Thank you, Bill. Before we get into some of your observations and some of the things that you have found in the study, uh, it's a fascinating study and I, I want to, number one, congratulate you and, and acknowledge the plain spokenness of the study. Some of these studies get a little bit uh, too academic for me, but this was very plainly spoken. It was very concise and well-written. Give us a little bit of your background, how you got to where you are today and, and maybe what your general specialty area is. Okay, sure, Bill. Well, the firm, as you know, is Deckard Hampion Company, and myself and a couple of other partners uh, run this place. It's three offices, one out in uh, Trumbull, Connecticut, myself here in Chicago, and, and one in California. And I got here through uh, a pretty much a classic marketing background, which is kind of strange for sales and marketing people, I, I guess I, or sales folks anyway, I guess I, I joke that if the, the salespeople that worked with me at General Mills or at PepsiCo or Frito-Lay you know, were to run into me now, they wouldn't recognize me because then the sales and marketing were usually on the opposite sides of the fence hurling accusations at each other about poor performance. You know, we've sort of evolved into a firm that really specializes in looking at the interface between sales and marketing and customer and consumer and tries to apply some classic techniques that we learned at places like Kellogg School, which is my background, my MBA, to, you know, traditional sales problems, and it's worked out surprisingly well. I've been here for 17 years, so I guess it's working okay. Well, they must like you a little bit. 17 uh, years, man. Some of the new ones do. I'm not sure the old <laughs> ones still have gotten over some of the scars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you are able to uh, join us today for our uh, Advanced Selling Podcast. The 2007 Salesforce of the Future study was particularly interesting because you looked at selling skills and creativity and demand generation, and you sort of scaled the attributes. Why don't you give us a, a one-minute overview of what you found in terms of what the sales force of the future is going to look like generally? Well, I think that the key thing that we found is that there is currently a disconnect between the priorities of sales leadership, which is one group that we surveyed, and customer or retailer leadership, which is the other group that we surveyed. The disconnects are understandable when you think about motivation, but in essence, you can sum them up this way. Sales managers are focused on and prioritizing things that are geared to either meet their internal needs for performance, delivering the volume, or reporting, saving money, etc., whereas the retailers are saying their priority from the sales force of the, uh, today and of the future is going to be not to sell me more stuff, but to help me sell more stuff. And particularly as you look at CPG retailers, Bill, it's all part and parcel of a transition that I call retailer as marketer, moving from distributor to marketer. And that basically is the key thing that drives the differences in perspective. Okay, now you're talking specifically about the retail business. And in our pre-show talk, I indicated that I thought this study, even though it was done with an eye toward retail, really, you know, it sort of transgresses all lines. But I could probably even make the case that you say that 
the salesperson of the future needs to figure out how he can help his customers sell more. In our world, it's how can you help me solve more problems, create more opportunities, maybe make more money, although that sounds very simplistic, but that really is the essence of what salespeople tomorrow are going to need to help the customer do, right? Absolutely, regardless of whether it's in the consumer world where some of what we call the traditional marketing things are coming into play, or whether it's with some of our industrial clients. And we have uh, we just finished up a, a big study uh, bill for a client that's in the industrial polymers business where they were really looking at exactly the same thing. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to help suppliers and salespeople identify what's important to their customer so that they can then better satisfy that need. And that sounds as simple as mowing the grass, but when confronted with the answers to the questions in a quantitative, you know, you're in your closet, I'm in my closet way, so that the differences can be been uh, shown when they're put side by side, it's amazing how those differences show up. And again, it, you know, if I were a psychologist, I could explain this better, but being you know, just a practitioner, it's as simple as looking at each side's individual motivations. So give me an example of one thing that sort of, I don't know if shocked is the word, but just surprised you about the way the customer looks at the salesperson and the way they look at themselves or the leadership looks at them. What was one big gap you know, in thinking or in skill sets? Well, I'll go to the one that was biggest in terms of a surprise to us, and that was the difference in the relative ratings the two groups gave each other for performance currently against all the attributes collectively. The suppliers uniformly rated themselves, or the salespeople uniformly rated themselves a full half point to some cases a point higher on a five-point scale than their customers did on today's performance. So our perspective on how well our customers think we're doing or we think we're doing is usually somewhat inflated. That's a big difference, but it probably the fact that we are inflated and in how we think about our own skills is probably, well, probably that wasn't a surprise. It was just the nature of the size of the gap, huh? Yeah, it's the, it's the amount of the gap, and, and then it actually ran across things both that were important to the customer as well as things that came out as being more important to the supplier, to the sales team. So it was funny that... They thought we did you know, real well as salespeople on things that were important to us, but less important to them. And it wasn't that. It was just an overall a level difference across the board in terms of perceptions of how, how well we do today. One of the things that we teach our clients to do is be idea people, be idea generators, and not just bringing ideas to the table without a foundation, but being an idea person. And you talked here a little bit in one of the attributes on creativity. That's innovation, creativity, strategic thinking, globalization. What do customers want sales organizations to be in the whole area of bringing ideas and value to them? Well, what I think they're uniformly saying, and I will say this applies to the industrial-type customers that we look at as much as it applies to the retail-oriented uh, sales forces and the Walmarts of the world, if you will. They're looking for them to help them better meet the needs of their customers. As consultants, we sit and look and go, okay, how can we win a, a client's business? And the first thing that we say is, if we're going to be valuable to a client, we have to understand that client's customer and their needs as well or better than the client does, then we can be of service to them, we can add value. So that's where the creativity, the forward thinking, the strategy, understanding where a category's going, if we're talking about soap, or understanding where a market's going, if we're talking about polymers, understanding where you know, energy prices are going, if we happen to be working with you know, Houston Industries or, or a, uh, a client in that area, 
that's what's important. Better understand where my needs are going to take me and how you're going to help me get there. That's beautiful. That I wrote down. It's not about their needs, it's about their customers' needs, and that applies across all categories. You know, in consulting and training, we say it more simply, the best way to uh, be successful with your clients is to get your client promoted, right? Yep, same thing here. We're talking with Ben Ball, Senior Vice President of Deckard Hampe, and you're, you're out of the Chicago office, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. A couple more questions here I had. You, on one of your attribute areas, was selling skills, and in that group there was planning skills, networking, communication, technical savvy, Generally, what are retailers or customers looking for in the area of selling skills? What do they not like? What do they like? G- give us some background on that. They're looking for competence in the basics. They're looking for good uh, relationship management. They're looking for people who can get things done in their own organization. One of the great surprises we got out of this, and I'll do a quick plug for uh, for the training world here because I know that's that's where you come from, Bill. This study actually was created at the impetus of a share group of, uh, we typically do sales executives or marketing executives, but this happened to be a subgroup of sales trainers, and it was back in 2001, 2002. And they said, you know, we wonder whether or not our senior sales executives understand as much about what our customers want and need as they think they do. And so they actually commissioned the first group of this the first study. And what was interesting, whenever the results came back, were A, that they really didn't that much. And then I just dropped the thread on the line of the question you asked me. You asked me about the, oh, the basic selling skills. And the basic selling skills that they're looking for are they're looking for people who understand their own organization well enough to get things done and meet their needs. In other words, as a customer, the most important thing to me, if you're an industrial materials supplier, is can you get me things that meet my specifications? Can you get me testing and new product development time in your lab? Can you get me the pricing I need? Can you get me the customer service and the distribution, the quick shipping that I need? Those are the things that are first valued in selling skills is can you meet my needs in your own company? I noticed that, uh, and I've said that I think that one of the skills of the future of the salesperson is project planning. And it- It's understanding the sequence of events that happens between where you are with your potential client today and where at the end of the day they get their problem solved and they're ecstatic and they're paying you more money. That's really nothing but a project, and a project has a plan to it. And what I find a lot of times is salespeople, they come from this sort of wing it, shoot from the hip relationship management process, which is okay because you've got to have that, but... You know, I think customers are looking for a hell of a lot more than that today. They're looking for someone who can walk them through from point A to point Z and not miss a beat. And if they need to be pushed, they need to be pushed. I'm talking about the customer. But I think they're looking for the salesperson to really have a sequence of events that leads them to the promised land or to the solution phase. They're looking for someone they can rely on. You could sort of wrap up what you were saying there. They're looking for someone they can rely on to to deliver them and to guide them along that journey. I think that was a great way to, to sum it up. Good. And then there's some other things that are important, too, the, you know, in the traditional selling skills like relationship management, presentation skills, ability to analyze the business and bring them a concise analysis of the business, the ability to bring concise and action-oriented recommendations to follow up on your activities to measure results and go back and share with them results and learnings for improvement. All of those fundamentals are still very important, and I don't see those ever diminishing. In I don't either. I don't either. Ben Ball has been our guest, Senior Vice President of Deckard Hampe. And, uh, Ben, we'd love to have you on again sometime and get into some more of the details. How can someone contact you in terms of a website or a contact uh, form on the web? 
Sure. Well, the website is simply DeckertHampy.com. It's D-E-C-H-E-R-T-H-A-M-P-E.com. And don't worry about how you pronounce the name. We had a major client that we actually put a sub-office in their building down in Kansas City for three years, and whenever they gave us an award at the meeting, the senior executive referred to us as Dexter's Hamster. So you, you can't <laughs> insult us with any pronunciation of our name. Um, you can reach me, uh, Ben Ball, at B-Ball, and you can remember the importance and significance of that because my undergraduate was at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. All right. Uh, so go Tar Heels. Uh, B-Ball at Deckert-Hampy.com. At the very least, I think all of our listeners should go and download the uh, the 2007 Salesforce of the Future study. I find it very interesting, and I think you had some really salient points. We'd love to have you on again. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Advanced Selling Podcast. Thanks for the opportunity, Bill. Thanks to the listeners. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.